0: Welcome to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Shelia Williams. If you're looking to connect with fellow introverts or you're a person looking to understand more about introverts, this is the podcast for you. We discuss all topics involving introverts, parenthood, relationships, black issues, and more. So on today's episode, I talk about reasons introverts make great parents. Introverts make wonderful parents. And yeah, it can come with a few challenges and it seems like the world seems to favor more extroverted personalities. However, being an introvert won't take anything away from you being an adult parent. Actually, your kids will get something extra special from you. Stay tuned for more. So as you heard in the introduction, Today, I want to celebrate and talk about a few reasons why introverts make excellent parents. And doing this podcast, y'all just wanted to say, it has allowed me to continue talking and having uh, different conversations with my husband, involving our parents and what our next moves will be. And when I'm researching different things, I'll come across other topics or they strike another idea. And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought that I would, about this because I have noticed some differences or and been able to celebrate some of my natural abilities when it comes to parenting. And I am working on giving myself more credit than what I do. So I thought this was the perfect topic to do that with. So, like I said, I already have some ideas, but I'm thinking the best way to keep this episode more structured because. I'll just go off on a tangent, which I do anyway. But to keep it a little bit more structured, I'll read a little bit from the article that I found, and then I'll, you know, I'll speak on what they say, and then I'll kind of give my two cents. So, and I make sure that I link the article as I usually do in the show notes, so that you could take a look at it too. And this one that I found that I share is a pretty short article. So, on here, it says, number one, and this was interesting because this is the first thing that popped into my head as well, so, first thing is, we're great listeners, I think being a a great listener is absolutely a really good characteristic to have as a parent, so the article says, we're great listeners, listening helps me see through my children's young eyes, and that is so true for me, so I'll give you an example, so, um, my daughter is three. And I really do take the time to listen to her. Now, when I say listening, I really mean actively listening. So that means my body language shows that I'm, looking, you know, paying attention. I'm giving eye contact. I'm nodding. I'm responding back. And I'm actually listening for not just a space in the conversation for me to jump in or interrupt or whatever. I'm really listening to what she says so that I then know how to respond next. And and it seems cliche, but even with me listening to her, it's helping me learn so much more. And like the article says, you see through your children's young eyes, and I'm really appreciating it. So if we're out taking a walk or something, she may notice little insects or leaves or whatever it is. And it brings me back to my childhood. Like I can remember going to school and whether I'm at the park or walking whatever to school, I was see the tree, the trees changing colors, and I remember that being like one of my favorite things about fall. I just enjoyed the way the sky looked, the way the leaves change. I remember really liking to jump leaves. I'm grown, but I still enjoy jumping the leaves. <laughs> so, um, that's another thing with listening, and also when we're driving. She will point out different things that either I, you know, I noticed or never really noticed. She's learning words and shapes, so we might be rotten by. She may see even the design within the building. She's like, Mommy, there's a hexagon, or look at those triangles, or she's talking about the red lights and the green lights. But anyway, that sparks conversation. And although I may not be able to, sometimes I can have these conversations, but re- what it really does is it allows me to just pause with whatever thing is running in my mind you know we when we're adults it's so many other things we're thinking about okay what's for dinner all right this thing at work whatever the things may be and sometimes what i'm thinking might be maybe boring or even stressful so when i'm actually listening to her and i'm paying attention to what she's saying it kind of gives me those moments of like little break and then it makes me really appreciate you know how the saying is it's the like the little things in life It really does make me appreciate the little things. And it's interesting to see what she notices or when we look at the same thing, what I see versus what she sees. So I absolutely think that um, listening is great. On top of that, I think that whenever you are listening to a person and definitely your child, you can make them really feel safe or important, I think. I always appreciate when I can see that somebody is actively listening to me because I don't feel like I get it. Or maybe even any of us, maybe it's just me, I don't know. I don't feel like i get it that often so when somebody is really listening to me or they can remember something i'm impressed and it does make me feel really good and i want to you know give that same feeling back to my children another thing that the article says it speaks about and, and this kind of piggybacks off listen nothing we give our children plenty of attention and alone time so even like the article says, it was like an extroverted mom might choose to be like treasurer to PTA and they may volunteer at all the fundraisers. And maybe introvert parents are more happy at home with the kids and they really shine when they are home doing some one-on-one activity. Now, let me say this. This does not at all mean that only extrovert parents get involved with school activity, because that's not true. I know plenty of introverts that are involved in whether it's their their kids' sports and they volunteer, and I'm like that too. And as we know, nobody's completely introverted or completely extroverted or whatever. We all kind of fall on the scale. So let me get that out the way. But another thing I want to speak about when it comes to paying attention and one-on-one time, I think that really is a strength of mine because no, I may not be like, okay, let's invite every kid in the neighborhood over, let's hang out here. I might not be the person for that or the parent for that. That is absolutely fine with me. But I am that one-on-one time. And I have my three-year-old and I also been blessed with two, my, with two bonus daughters. And they're older. So it has helped me that one-on-one time. It really has helped me form a bond with all three of my daughters. So for example, I think that we have an introvert, an extrovert, and the toddler, she may either be an introvert or ambivert. I'm still figuring her out. But one of one things I do with the toddler, she enjoys cooking with me. We do arts and crafts together. She really likes reading books. So if there's a book or something to be read or some sort of, I guess what you would consider maybe a quieter, more creative activity, I'm that go-to parent. But I enjoy that she knows at this point that's our thing. And dad does, doesn't do all of those things. He has his different one-on-one time with her. Like, there's maybe going to the park. Or he does more like the, you know, wrestling around kind of tickle fights. Or playing around. Or being like really goofy and all those things. Alright, my extrovert, she also enjoys cooking. Or really, and she's always there to help with like a, she's always, Miss Shalea, do you need help with this? And she's always down to help me. And we enjoy board games together she does enjoy um dancing i think that's one of the favorite things cooking and dancing together i think we really enjoy so if it's like the michael jackson dance we'll put that on youtube or whatever and we'll do the dance moves from that she likes to you know battle challenge me with that or if we play basketball we shoot around in the yard she enjoys doing that with me and our introvert hers i'm also learning her more because hers is um if she's not like on her phone, she's the oldest. If she's not on her phone or using her, um, you know, another electronic playing a game where she likes to be outside playing basketball as well, then her thing is she likes to watch like scary movies or something with me. And she doesn't even verbalize it, but I'm picking up on that. I learned it. I'm like, okay, I got you now. So if I'm downstairs in the kitchen, her way of coming out and like, okay, I kind of want that one-on-one time, and she'll just sit in the kitchen with me. She's not saying much; she's kind of looking at her phone, or she'll sit in the living room with me, and then that'll be. I'm like, okay, that's my cue to say, hey, um, let's put on that show we like to watch, or either I open ask her an open-ended question, or she starts to ask me open-ended questions about like childhood or work or just different things she's curious about. But I noticed her. Her way of like, okay, let's do one-on-one time and she'll just actually come into my space where usually she likes to be alone and she doesn't have to say anything, but I pick up when I'm like, okay, this is what she wants to do with me. Or um, if I'm going out a lot of times, sometimes she's like, oh, I'll ride with you. She likes to just kind of ride in a car and we aren't always talking about anything. I think maybe she just enjoys kind of that silence and we enjoy each other's company, just the presence. So I think those are... I'm really good with that one-on-one time, especially with kind of low, maybe like kind of more calm, more structured activities. Another thing that I believe and the article agrees with me as well—it was actually on my list—are strong leaders. I 1,000% agree with this, and I'm going to toot my own horn because, like I said, I'm practicing um, accepting compliments from others and actually giving myself more credit instead of really dimming my light like I tend to do but leadership I absolutely believe that I am a leader and the article says we're strong leaders we're constantly needing to set clear rules and provide direction for our kids that is me and our household in comparison to my husband I'm definitely the expectation or rule setter I'm definitely more the disciplinarian okay this needs to go this way I'm definitely that person in comparison to him and it works for me. And um I definitely am one that's constantly setting boundaries and providing direction. And I enjoy it because I really feel like kids, people in general, but definitely kids, kids do want to be so them. I know a lot of times they're fighting us tooth and nail. They want to be defiant. They're testing the rules. But really, I think they crave that. And I and also I think that when you have expectations for them, they know what to do. A lot of times as parents, we may tell them, okay, don't do this, I don't want you to do that, but do we actually create expectations so they know what to do? I think it also makes the environment more safe for them. I know as I'm putting myself in a a child's role or when I think about when I had more lex teachers versus more structured teachers, I absolutely trusted the more structured teacher. Even if I'm like, okay, I'm having fun because this is the lex teacher. Yeah, it was that for that moment. But if I could choose, remember elementary school, y'all, I don't know if y'all used to do this, but if your teacher was absent from school and it was a small enough class, you would get, you know, split into different classes. A lot of times I was happy to go with a teacher who was fun, but structured. I didn't necessarily wanna go with a teacher who was all fun and, and not, really structured and just kind of like, you know, just just wherever the wind blows me because it felt like the, the environment was thus controlled and I really felt safer because I knew what they expected from me, I knew what they would give me and I knew that those expectations were to be followed by everybody around and I knew what part I played. And when it comes to me as far as being a leadership at work, I think I also did well with that. When I was working with children, when I was working directly with them, I definitely was a person who was big on, let's set these expectations. Day one, these are my expectations. Here's what I'll do. This is what I need you to do. And we will practice them until we get it right, because I want everybody to be safe and I don't want any confusion about what Michelle's expectations are. And even in a leadership role, I felt the same way whether when I was leading a team of adults or students. And um, I think that was one of the strongest points of any programs I, run, I ran is everybody having a clear understanding of, of what the expectations were. So yes, I agree with the article that we are strong leaders as introverts. Another thing I really liked that this article said was, we respect our children's boundaries like they're new for a long time. I absolutely do. But I guess that shouldn't come as any surprise. I mean, we are talking about introvert parents. And the same way we need our alone time, we are fine when they have their alone time. I definitely don't do anything to interrupt their alone time. I'm not in any way offended by it. I do laugh sometimes if our alone time, like if our social um, social batteries are out at different times, if I'm like kind of in the mood to hang out and the kids are just like kind of all to themselves, I'm, I'm like downstairs like, dang, nobody came down here with me yet. And I just kind of laugh and I'm like, oh, but wait, because when they was, you know, when they wanted to be with you, you had to take a break or tell them to give you 15 while you got yourself together. So I do laugh at myself when those things happen. Um. Also, let me ask all this. When, you know how we have immediate family and we got extended family. Do y'all feel like a way when your kids don't, Warm up to the people you know as well. Like, dang, you know, this is aunt so-and-so or uncle such-and-such. Like, you know, I love this person. Like, show them some love, pep up. Well, I don't. (laughs) And what I mean by that is I believe in boundaries and I don't think that we should necessarily push kids to do like physical touch, like hugs or anything. I am a big believer in you should speak and acknowledge a person because that's, to me, a sign of respect. And that's just, you know, that's the right thing to do. That's the kind of thing to do. You should definitely acknowledge somebody. But when it comes to that, I feel like I wanna make sure my children have that intuitive nature that so many introverts have while their children and as they get, become adults, because it may sound like a small thing and maybe I'm, I'm stretching it, I don't know. But if you tell the kid this day, oh, give Aunt Agnes a hug or give so-and-so a kiss, and maybe they're reluctant but you're doing it because you don't want to be embarrassed by this family member or you don't want this family member to feel bad i feel like at some point that kind of weakens their intuition and i have read or watched other articles that have said something similar but i absolutely agree with that i want my children to know that they should set their own boundaries and they should respect it and other people should respect the boundaries they have as well i'll give a quick story about when i was younger and and boundaries so I know it was before, the, I was younger than seven. I might've been five or six, but I can remember a lot of this. And anyway, my mom was friendly with her co worker It was a co-worker we had met at the job and we knew the co-worker. But anyway, one time this co-worker, my mom was like making dinner for everybody and a co-worker came to visit. Like he had done other times, but I just was getting this weird vibe from him. I'm like, uh, oh, I don't know. I can remember my stomach kinda of dropping. I'm like, this, I don't know, this guy just seems weird. Of course I didn't have that vocabulary being so young, but I just knew, I'm like, I don't, I don't like how I feel right now. And I remember going to my mom and telling her afterwards. And and um, I can't remember the time frame, but it may have been weeks or months afterwards. And I was a little nervous because I don't think I had ever, I feel like this was the first adult I experienced that I just didn't like. Outside of like, okay, sometimes, oh, I don't like so and so if they you feel like they're being mean or something. But this one was just like, it it was a different feeling. It was outside of I don't like them or they're quote unquote mean. And I told her about it, and I'm glad she didn't shut me down. She did ask me why, and she, you know, she said, oh, okay, all right. Fast forward to years, I am probably a teenager now. So my mom revisits. I bring this up to my mom that situation, and she's like, yeah. And I never told you, but we, me and this coworker, we kind of fell out and come to find out, I thought we were all friends, but he had, he was trying to get with me. And I told him, no, I rejected him. One, I wasn't attracted to him, but another is I found out that he he was, he was not black. I found out that he just really wanted to date and he had a fetish for black women. He didn't really like me. He just had a fetish and I wasn't for it. And he said, you know, he called you guys sniveling brats or something. He was saying bad things about you. So I knew I couldn't deal with him at all either. So it, it kind of, at that point, it reaffirmed. I'm like, okay. So what I was picking up, those vibes felt different than when I had encountered him before. And I'm glad it just was, and I followed that same intuition. And I think that it's helped me avoid pretty sticky situations. And I still believe in it and I follow it to this day. So, yeah, I definitely want my children to become adults and as their children to have that same um, intuition. Another thing that they have on here. Now, I hope this does not ruffle any feathers, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's in the article, y'all. I'm not talking about the introverts, but maybe some people that may hear it. No offense. So here it goes. The article says there is less competition. We are not concerned with throwing the biggest party for our child. Oh, I agree with that. Let me get more into it. So the article says, when you're an introverted parent, it means less competition. We aren't concerned with throwing the biggest party for our child. We don't care if our child is is in the popular group at school. We're not forcing our own social desires on them either, which can relieve a lot of pressure. Now, when I read that, the first thing I thought of about the social desires was like, you know how people have, you hear about like stage moms And it or parents, dads, whatever, because it's been both in music industry or movies, whatever. And it makes me think like you had this special interest or a talent. And as a parent, you didn't make it big or maybe you wanted to be in a popular group or maybe you were popular. So you kind of want to keep that going. So you want your kid to do that. And I think that when you had less concern from that, you weren't really like. Trying to live vicariously through your child where you're trying to have them oh you should have a party or join this thing join that thing why don't you go here talk to this person get more friends oh you so boring you so corny it's like uh well maybe they aren't boring or aren't corny that's just not your child's idea so getting back to the actual party part i can remember um People, you know, asking me and my husband was, before I was born, you know, what are we going to do for the first birthday? And I hope I hope my sister-in-law listens to this. Uh, I sent it to her and she was like, oh, you know, for the first birthday, yeah, you'll do it. You, you won't, you know, do it or you'll regret it. And I was like, no, but I don't I don't think I will. Mind you, let me also say I actually like kids birthday parties. I actually kind of like some kids' birthday parties more than adult parties, to be honest with you. Like it's a theme, it's fun, just, I don't know. And I don't have the issue when people have first birthday parties. I enjoy those things too, and I go to them. You invite me, I'm still gonna go and have a good time. But I was saying all that to say, it just didn't, me and my husband didn't feel like it made much sense. We were like, we didn't think it made sense to spend the money on it. I know for me, and maybe it's selfish, but I'm like, listen, I worked really hard to get her a routine and a schedule and a party is not about to interrupt it. I need her to be on that two nap schedule. I know it's snack time, let bottle this, but like I need her to still be on it. And we were simply saying it. I was surprised a little bit to see this article because we had just kind of rationalized it as it just didn't make much sense for us. I don't think me and my husband necessarily meant it like kind of like, oh, in a shady way. Like, ugh, you people that throw parties, we just were like, don't make much sense. Let me say something like, We know that sometimes the you know kids' party turn into adult parties, which is fine. But we were just like, Well, if we know that, why don't we just have a party if we want to? We were just like, Yeah. And I was saying, like, yeah, she'll probably be sleepy and cranky, which is something I witnessed at other first birthday parties. Half the pictures are of the kid crying. And I'm like, what's the point of that? So yeah, I definitely agree with the not worried about throwing the biggest party. Our kid is three. She hasn't had a birthday party yet. She's still well-adjusted. She doesn't hate us. Like She's all right. When she gets old enough to possibly ask for a party, then we'll consider it. But right now, we're fine. We actually got other plans. Um, And we plan to do something similar to to what someone else did. Their kid didn't have um, birthday parties. He had one when he was five this past year, this past summer. And then, you know... His mom treated him to Disney World. She just saved up all the money she felt like she would've spent each year on a party and she did a trip for him. So he had a really nice birthday, it was great. It was all the things you would want at a birthday party, plus he got to go to Disney World. I'm like, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So I know we talked about it and we wanna do something similar to that. And one last thing that the article mentions is Um, About empathy, I thought this was good, I hadn't really thought about that. So it says, we're strongly empathetic, if my child is in pain, I'm in pain. So it talks about, you can, sometimes us as introverted parents, you can, now I'm just adding my own two cents into what I think it means. I think because we're very intuitive and we're very introspective. So. In our own minds, we're thinking about, okay, this situation happened, this is how I felt about it, how I process it. A lot of times we overthink, but we can process things. And I think being introspective is one of our good qualities too. And with being introspective, I think, like I said, we get in touch with things we like and feelings we may have. And I think that can make us make it easier a lot of times to be more empathetic towards other people and definitely our children. So, um, I think that, okay, even before I had my daughter, me and my husband just kind of talked about, I joked with him, like, oh my goodness, if one of the girls cry, you you melt. You, you know, you melt like a big sugar cube, and then he just laughed, but he was in agreement, like, yeah, I can't take it when kids cry. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Like, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. But I always knew being sick, if a child is sick, that really pulls at my heartstrings. And getting more into that, I think because um, I experienced such a really uh, high risk pregnancy and was sick every day, and then some major health issues after delivery, I wonder if that kind of put an extra layer of my empathy towards another person who's sick or definitely a child. Cause I'm just like, oh my goodness, I just wish that I could take this, like I could do something, like I could heal it or make it feel better in a lot of ways. So. I think I'm able to put myself in in a child's shoes. Also, I think it's made me better, being empathetic has made me a little more patient because going back to that um, setting boundaries thing, that is a a great quality I have, but also can be a downfall because I do have pretty high expectations, I do. And when expectations are being followed, I'm not happy with them at all. Especially because I know that I'm a person who I'm not like a nitpicker. If I'm imposing something or I am suggesting something, I think really long and hard before I speak and I think things out. So I guess when, whether it's adults or kids, if they can't see the bigger picture of why this expectation or rule has been implemented and I spent time on it, it is frustrating for me. But with that empathy factor, I think now as years has going on, I've learned to pause before I'm just like, oh, okay, you're being defiant. But I'm like, wait a minute. Pause, put yourself in their shoes. First off, ask the question. Hey, what's going on? Get the answer. And then you'll have it. And then maybe you can see yourself from their point of view and you can recognize, okay, did you communicate this right as the parent or the adult? Yes or no? And also, have the empathy. I, as an adult, I don't like being just kind of, I don't like being, you know, kind of, And whatever way the wind blows me. I don't like a leader or somebody to do that to me. I want you to put yourself in my shoes. I want you to have proper communication and I like to do that with my children as well. So for example, I do like to, um, if I'm getting a toddler dress, I am saying, okay, next we're putting on your shoes. Okay, great, good job. Okay, we're going downstairs, we're going to have breakfast. After that's over, I like to tell her exactly what's happening because as an adult or even as a child, I don't like being led around, like, blindly. Even if I can't understand it completely, at least give, tell me in words that I can understand, like, empathize with me. I'm a child and I already get told what to do. The least you could do was kind of give me a heads up on what the next thing to do with So, yeah, like I said, I think wrapping up those are some of the qualities and, and some of the reasons that introverts make excellent and amazing and dope ass parents and I just wanted to come on here and share that with y'all and thank you for listening talk to y'all next week bye bye alright y'all it's me again I just want to come back on and say I really enjoyed just um this, doing this episode I know it was a shorter one I really wanted to make sure I already got to the point. It was so much more <laughs> I wanted to say, but like I said, I wanted to uh, stay on track. But anyway, like I was saying, there's so many benefits that come with being an introverted parent. And even though our parenting styles might be different, we realize that we really are doing the best that we can and doing what's really best for us and our child. And we don't have to be that extroverted parent. Like I said before, Inviting over everybody in the neighborhood, or you on this board meeting, or that board meeting, or, or or board of trustees, or whatever you may, whatever it may be. I still think that we provide something really special. I think that its it'll be different from an extroverted parent, but it's still a great thing to have. So, um, I still want to connect with y'all. Like I always tell you, in between episodes, I have so much fun. Um, first let me just say thank you I have been receiving so much support I have people that are sharing the podcast, uh, social media pages, I have people telling people about it, I have people inboxing me saying hey this is great um, I want to share this with my girlfriend or it's been a guy contacted me and he said you know I want to I share this with my fiance she needs more like minded people so I'm enjoying when y'all comment and thank you, thank you so much. Like I said before, I'm on social media. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll put my social links in the show notes. Follow me, chat with me. Um, Yeah, bye. Bye for real this time, y'all.